0: What's happening? This is the Tap-In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap-In Studio. Man, I got a special guest that's in the building. Um, So, I went to this, I don't know if it's called like a... Uh, it's just a, a meeting of creative minds musically, right? It's called Aux- Auxiliary Chronicles, hosted by Dirt Beats. And... This one dude was just sitting in, the, sitting in the back, real humble, real chill. And then it was a time for him to play his music, right? Nobody wanted to step up first. Nobody wanted to play their music first. He was like, shoot, I, don't, I mean, I don't care. I, I, I'll go first. I'll play mine. And when I tell you he lit the whole fucking room up, everybody was like, God damn, hmm. Mr. Doe." Sid Capone in the building, man. How you doing, sir? I'm
1: good. I'm good, man.
0: How are you? I'm good, man. It is a pleasure, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Man, when I tell you your your music, when I heard it, mm. was refreshing. It mm. it was refreshing to me, man. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. So tell me, man, what's been your, your musical journey like, man? When did you even start rapping? Let, let's start there.
1: I, uh, I started late. I didn't... I wasn't one of those rapping at 5 or 13 or 12 or... You know, I I come from a city where we play go-go, so... Mm. If it wasn't about go-go music when I was coming up, you was considered what we call a bama, so... Or or, or a yo-boy, because you like to rap. And I always liked to rap, but I always liked to rap. My rappers, you know, like my favorite rappers as a kid growing up, their music. I didn't know anything about rap. Um I got into—I forgot the teacher, but I guess he and she struck my idea of poetry. Mm. And I and my one of my favorite po poems uh, styles, as far as reading, not necessarily writing, was haikus. Okay. Um, but then I just started getting into it a little bit more. Um, I never really said it, but this kind of hit because I kind of remember uh, the movie, Mo- Better Blues.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: When the dude was like, music can be po- poetry if you learn how to you know, analyze everything around you. So I just got into poetry, started writing it on the low. You know, I wasn't showing it around the brothers in the hood or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. go home and write these little poems. And um, I actually wrote a whole poem one day and my buddy uh, Boye, we call him the banker back home um, was like yeah man you can rap and the only reason why he said that is because um, I can play instruments but the band that I was playing in growing up I will sometimes switch around and one of the other leads, singers or the talkers of the gogo band will get on the instruments and I'll go up and rap
0: mm. and he was
1: like I know you can rap and I'm sitting there like the fuck out of
0: here,
1: man! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm only thinking about band practice, or I had a clothing store uh, making clothes at one time. So I mean, like you know, I'm, I'm always just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he came over one day, was like, "Yeah, nigga, rap. He rap that?" And I rap, I rapped it out. And Where, like,
0: wh- like, what was he talking about? Your poem? Yeah. Mm. I, and
1: I realized that I actually wrote a rap. Mm. Um. So after that, I just got into. A guy named Lavelle, we call Face, he used to have all these keyboards and stuff to make beats. So that struck my mind when I went to his house because I already know how to play instruments. Um, Percussions at that, all drums. And um, so I went to the house, made these little Casio beats I call them back then with that technology. But that struck another idea into me. Um, And then I just started writing more. Wasn't performing anywhere, just writing, writing the music, instrumentals. Um, Until I got the chance to actually record. And when I recorded my first actual songs, and you know, let people that didn't know me but knew me but didn't know sides of me and they didn't even believe that it was me rapping back then. So I was like, okay, this is something that's you know, I'm gonna do. Mm. But the journey was you know, was rough um, because I, you know, I was talking about a lot of pain and hate for the life that i grew up and i was angry at god and so a lot of my music was very dark really oh yeah it was very dark very dark um but i just you know start analyzing and using everything around me as i start growing with music
0: what, and what year is this what year are we talking
1: uh first time i recorded a song was probably like 2004
0: or five okay Man, okay. Probably
1: 2004 or five. Um, so that's like
0: 18 year. years.
1: Well, yeah, now, um, but I was 21.
0: Shit. So, yeah. I, like I
1: said, I started late 20, but you know, 2021, and I, I started late. Um, but the journey, you know, it's it's still a journey. Now, you know what I mean. Not everybody know. Me, not too many people know me. Not a million people. You know what I mean. So, still have a journey. But um, I didn't get that big chance until I I moved to Texas from DC.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm. And this is what I this is why I get frustrated with industry shit, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz somebody with your talent level should have already at least been doing this full-time, making records, you know what I mean, performing. This somebody with your talent level should have already been doing that, yeah. right? But you're not or at least I don't know if you on, on that level where you sign with the record label. No, or no, no, no.
1: See, I had I had a chance, uh, but I didn't know anything. This is when right before I met my uh, my wife at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was you know when you have people that know people, mm. um, and having a chance to go up to New York, and I I just it didn't feel right back then. Even as a, as a youngin'. my spirit just didn't feel right. What was in that vicinity so i didn't do it but i did rap mm. and uh you know I uh, but i also had a, a a part played where the fact that i'm from you know the dc area you know what i'm saying people oh y'all do go-go oh yeah this nigga ain't gonna rap <laughs> so I, I get that you know what i mean yeah. i definitely got that but i also get that i mean i had people tell me i'm not from dc because the way i rap Because there is a certain style of D.C., but it's so old. Uh, Yeah, nobody got a chance to really hear D.C. except for maybe in the early 2000s, way before Wale, when, uh, like, Section 8 Mob had a video with, uh, I forgot the old, who's the guy that played in, um, was that the guy on Lean On Me? Who? Uh, uh, Joe Clark? Yeah, I think he was in the in the video with Section 8 Mob. It's an actor that's in the movie with Section 8
0: Mob and Washington, was, D.C. Uh, shooting the video. That's Morgan Freeman. Mo-
1: I, I think that is Morgan Freeman in this video. I have to look it up to clarify it, but that was the only time I had... Oh, oh, and my uncle. Um, black Indian, because mm. he had a video called Sice Him Up on BET. And, you know, so he used to see me as a kid, always out in because I used to, like, make clothes for other people as well. And um, he was really, like, one of the first people, besides Bouye, to, like, like, I know what you've been doing because you ain't been showing yourself. Like, you need to go ahead and rap. Mm. He, But he was the first person in D.C. that we seen on TV uh, be on TV rapping. And, like I said, we come from a go-go city, so to see somebody rapping and, and wearing our culture clothes because we have clothing lines out there that people, you never heard of Madness or Shooters or City Life or – Hobo clothing Right So that's no, what I'm saying no, We have no. our own clothing lines and Which you see a lot of people making clothes now Yeah That come from us But anyway um,
0: The first time I ever heard Go-Go Was E.U. Doing the butt Doing the butt yeah. That's the first time I heard of Go-Go And I didn't even know what exactly it was I was just thinking it was was it was part of a soundtrack um,
1: going to the go oh and then I think uh, a movie with Spike Lee, it was movie, Spike Lee movie um
0: it was School Days yeah 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 it surely was yeah School Days that's Man. the first time I heard go go but I didn't know that it actually had a name you know oh, what yeah. I mean I didn't know it had a name until later later on you know what I mean oh yeah and okay. So, and you said DC got a style of rapping? Like.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a. It was a. It was all. For real, if the best perspective of it for me, I can give it. It was like it was almost a Northern Scarface, Texas type of style back in the day when people was rapping. Um, but then there's a certain type of style where people just, we call it rapping in the pocket of a beat because a, a rapper for Go-Go would just rap to that tempo or that beat and mm-hmm. not necessarily worried about being lyrical or, you know what I mean, switching up the bars and the formats of the bars, not just rapping, you know what I mean, or In line, Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's a type of style. But, I mean, it's no different than styles of people from Houston or Memphis or, you know what I mean, everybody got their own style. But, yeah, it was a style of rapping certain type of rapping when it came to go-go. And, you know, for that, you you know, it was okay. People like Fat Rodney, uh, Tony Blunt, that's from D.C. These are the people that I grew up on listening to rap, even though uh, Fat Tony was in, in the Rayful Edmonds days. So I was very young, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but Tony Blunt was a, a rapper in my generation that was rapping with the go-go bands that I grew up listening to, Backyard, majority of the times in the early 90s. And yeah, he was sick with it, like just off top. Mm. He was one, you know what I'm saying? So, and then Los from from the backyard, he go off top, you mm. know what I'm saying? So, but otherwise than that, it still wasn't glorified. I mean, rap wasn't even still glorified in a good way even when Wale got noticed. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. Not not from where I'm from,
0: but okay. outside. Yeah, I'm about to say because you know I
1: mean? outside, everybody, you know, you know, from especially in California. Like every time I went to California, they they play Wale, yeah. yeah. Like I didn't think it was man, yeah, and I understand that's like probably I believe that's probably a lot of his core base fans, like it's in the West Coast, because and and in Florida areas and all of that. But yeah, I was surprised. to
0: Wale has slept on to me, man. Wale to me, he slept on as he, a as an artist.
1: Yeah, I, 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 he's nice, um, but if you listen to his old music. He he would give you a little bit of that style that I was talking about,
0: the uh, the, the,
1: the go go pocket flow type mm, instead okay. of rapping and hip hop. Yeah yeah. You you get a lot of that because um, he got a song that has go go music behind it and I forgot the name of the song but that's what got him noticed in D C. Um, mm. When he was rapping to a go go beat, they chopped it up and made it into a kind of like a put rap. That, beat. Put that mic to you, real. Uh, they they, yeah. they chopped it up and made it up into like a rap. Uh, song, but it was Go Go. Mm. And that's what got will notice. But it has that type of DC pocket flow where people was the way that we rap. But outside of that now, yeah, I've actually heard some music and I've, you know, especially uh, I especially, like his Ambition album. Um, one of my family members, my Dominican brothers, made a beat for him on there, mm. uh, Ricky. And I think some other producers helped him, but uh, Double Genius. Okay. Yeah, because I got that instrumental.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But um,
1: yeah, he uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm. It's a. It's a lot of other artists though that's been putting in work for years, that uh, a lot of people do know. It's just more of the overseas. Do
0: you do you incorporate go go in your music?
1: Um, I just started doing it with the one of the songs you heard last time. Um. Mm. Um, and I'll probably play it again this Thursday. But, um, yeah, I'm just starting to, which was crazy because a guy that did that beat, I think he's originally from Memphis but lived there in Dallas. Mm. And he grew up listening to Go-Go. But when people get Go-Go, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like where people are from, there are certain stables that people mention. And even like... It's kind of like you. You from LA, so everybody, you know what I'm saying. Even though I'll, I'll talk to y'all about it, but I understand the knowledge of you. you feel me? So mm-hmm. most of the time, oh, you from LA? So what you, you know? And you're like, damn, that is not <laughs> every motherfucker. Even though I, you know, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. But it's like, oh, you from these? Oh, so you y'all do the go go, or they'll say, oh, the White House, and I'm like, what's the White House? Uh, uh, a place that has a crack house behind it. <laughs> that's what we say. Oh, like, the White House. Yeah. Oh, like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the White House is literally in front of uh, Main Street, but it's damn near behind a hood. Like, mm. yeah, Congress Heights is not too far from here, bro. Like, Potomac Guards is not too far from the White House and they still have crack over there. Like, what do you...
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. that's the thing when
1: people talk about where I'm from, they, that's with all they mention. I'm like... If y'all only see the hoods that they don't show you, mm-hmm. yeah. or the ones you think is not no hoods because you see white people walking here and there, oh, wait till nighttime. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the the white folks are trying to push us out. You know what I'm saying? I do. I call it White Shinton, D.C. now. Like, it's not chocolate. It's not chocolate city no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and my <laughs> wife would tell you that because when I used to go around there, um, I lived in D.C. and Maryland. You know, and my father's from D.C. Mm. But, when I started seeing people that did not grow up on any of those blocks, on my cousin's blocks, or they walking their dog, and my wife was seeing this her- herself, and they'll stop and look at you like, what are you doing here? Mm. And then continue walking their dog. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, it's getting real. Yeah. And then after that, this neighborhood fell down because they about to gentrify this one. and that one. Even another one I just found out uh, where, uh, uh, on Uptown, uh, one of the main hoods, 640 is now being shut down it like they're they they, uh starting to destroy the buildings already damn you know what i'm saying but it's i mean it's like that everywhere though there's no difference from st louis there's no difference from compton there's no difference from you know what i'm saying from the watts there's no difference from florida it's it happens in every area and and, you know what i'm saying and and what also what i learned gentrification they they it, it is a a racial thing but what people don't know there's white neighborhoods that's being gentrified
0: too. Yeah, I mean... Because I had to learn that. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, that's business. To Rich me, that's white people business. don't
1: give a fuck about lower or middle class white people. Yeah. Like, I've, I, I've seen it.
0: Like, yeah. It's <laughs> I've business. seen it. You it's,
1: know what I'm it's saying? green.
0: But, it ain't white and black. It's yeah. about green. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: crazy. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I love where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? It made me who I am, but just musically i had a lot of fun and blessings here in texas when I, the, the minute i moved here mm. um it was a hell of a journey i had some crazy stories going share um just being on tour my actually shout out to my wife because when i first moved here i was so stuck into my mind state of where i'm from mm-hmm. like i couldn't even take people looking at me because they like my outfit like because where i'm from it's yeah, yeah, we about yeah. to square up yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You, yeah you gonna catch something like and that's just what it was like I, I had, had to honestly sit there and say to a certain point Texas done took my guard down man cause I done been to some of the like <laughs> like I tell you straight up a lot of people know like a lot of the rappers is always from my boy Rock Kim or a lot of racker people, rock people from Oak Cliff I done, when I was living in Dallas oh man you would catch me in Oak Cliff anytime or in the Grove or And people call me honorary Dallas, nigga. You know what I mean? Because I do. I I love Dallas. You know what I'm saying? But this is where I kind of, like, made my home.
0: Yeah. What was it like growing up in D.C., man? Hell. Like, literally?
1: It was like Bloods and Crips, but no colors.
0: Man, I remember seeing in high school, uh, you remember the the videos they they used to do? I think it was called, like, uh, Bum Fights or something like that. Mm -hmm. Them DVDs they used to have. I remember seeing where it was in DC, where people was getting beat up and jumped, and i and it was like right across the street, like you talking about mm-hmm. from the White House, and I was like, "Oh hell no, nah. DC is crazy." Um,
1: I can't. I don't. I don't. I can generalize it, but I can only just. I grew up in a house where I was cooking crack at six years old. Um, you was? Yes, sir. That's what my father was showing us Mm. My older brother was four years older than me So I believe he was doing it I've actually seen him But I know there was probably times he was doing it You know before me Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of physical Like bloody abuse in my home But on the outside uh, There was a lot of drug use Uh, Like I said Like uh, I I actually just started Rapping about more in detail into it um, Some of the new songs as far as like Going to school with the same outfit, with some of that residue smell on you. Um, teachers finding crumbs in your backpack, and it, you know what I mean. Oh, these ain't crackers, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, waking up the next day in the car because your parents have smoked out off of PCP or coke, or and you going right back to school in that same outfit. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, I, I've seen. A lot of murders uh, Experienced those with my dad Um Also now that I'm older, I'm starting to learn that was a Way of How The rich white folks That don't care about us but they build these Areas for us to live in Knew a science to learn how to desensitize Black people Mm. Because when it happened He would just you know cover my eyes and like Oh come on you be alright and no the fuck I'm not mm-hmm. But I played like I was alright For at least a good 20 something years Damn. You know what I mean yeah. um, It was just very negative in my lifestyle um, But the only piece I guess I had growing up was my great grandmother My abuela and my, other, and my father's mother and my grandmother Because I had a great grandmother And her mother and my grandmother mm. So um, that was the only little bit of peace I kind of like had My aunt of course rest their soul all of them but um
0: did you ever did you ever dabble into into the streets Hmm. yeah how so in what in what capacity
1: yeah allegedly hypothetically (laughs) um everything that i i'm not proud about everything i'm not proud of everything that i speak on through my music without uh telling on myself um, you know, but it's the, it's the typical cliche. Uh, do I know how to recoil feels to certain hands when you pop one? Of course.
0: Do you not say that again?
1: The recoil.
0: Okay. The pop back. Mm. Okay. Um, do
1: I know about cold sweats when you don't know if that person got hit or not? Yeah. Mm. Do I know about really coming up? And... Taking care of things financially, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Damn. Like I said I had a I had a clothing store by the time I was thirteen years
0: old. How are you doing this all this shit so young? Like, that's
1: what that's the lifestyle. Most kids, and that's the thing. Like, even I can compare us to like a Southern New York because by the time you're six and seven, growing up in D.C. or you in the hood areas of P.G. County, where you can literally walk across the street and be in D.C kids are already catching the bus by six and seven years old and I'm talking about the metro to get to school mm. like a rocker kids on that borderline will catch buses Maryland or well, metro because there's no such thing as a Maryland or a DC bus it's, it's only metro and then you have county buses that's outside way mm. far but outside of that yeah it's kids you know, my wife would tell you she used to catch the bus, and you would see a kid on there with the ticket and everything, knowing where to go, how far. Yeah, it's kids coming from Maryland, going into DC. I, even when I was teaching, I used to teach music in Southeast. Um, a lot of my kids went to school in DC, but still had to catch more buses to get to the after-school program in DC. And
0: it wasn't like it wasn't like close by or nearby. Some of them. But oh, okay. majority,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a it's a it's a life of independency on your own, basically. Like I said, kids is already catching the bus at six and seven. By the time I was six, I wasn't just cooking that, but I was also, I had a, I think I had a gift of seeing something, and then going and doing it. Mm. So, like my first thing I learned how to cook was a bologna egg and cheese sandwich just mm. by watching, because mm. nobody taught me how to cook. Mm-hmm. it's just my brother my bigger brother oldest brother was in the house he didn't get a fuck what was going on in the house and i'm like oh this is my chance to do it and i did it after that i start cooking but my grandmother i used to sit and watch her she'll make me sit and watch her. that's how i learned how to cook though mm-hmm. so it's, it's a it was just a life of independency for a lot of kids in our lifetime and i and our generation growing up even still now though it's still now going on the same thing like i said you Not a lot now, but back then, yeah, you can see a six, seven, eight year old kid in DC with a pistol, some coke, and flies, fly it in your father. Like, it's more fresher clothes than some of these rich folks out there. Like, but they'll pop your damn brains quick.
0: God damn.
1: So, you know, now that gentrification is is going through, it's still not stopping because, you know, now we have a thing where it's a lot of kids getting shot by random bullets now in DC. That's been going on for the past like six, seven years now. But that's why I try to tell people like, imagine living in a city with gangs, but it ain't no colors. And that's why I said, no disrespect. It's, I know that because I have a sister that was in, involved. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My place was definitely involved. She showed me the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, showed me, took me there. Like, I've been around it. I know what it is. But in D.C., like, and we respect that because we got cousins from the West, you know what I'm saying? But most DC niggas like, man, we don't give a fuck what you know, like I'm from uptown, you from Southeast. I don't give a fuck what color you and I will bust your goddamn brains open. Yeah. So most people in the West don't see it, yeah, it's 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 messed up because of that. But it's a little bit of more peace. Because where I'm from, we don't we don't care about none of that. Right. It's just that you did something, <laughs> and I'm going to get you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just what it is. So To me, that
0: seemed like more chaos. To me, it's, it's, anytime, just from you describing it, it seemed like more chaos.
1: your city can be on na- – see, that's what I'm saying. Probably back then, I don't even remember. Our city was on national TV one time called City Under Siege about Washington, D.C. and the coke epidemic.
0: Was that when and the that was, um, yeah. when the mayor got caught?
1: Not no. This is when Rayfool was fucking the city up and uh, 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 Mike Frey and all of the. No man. Um, <laughs> it was just murders, murders on top of murders. City I, be, of I remember siege. walking in the alley one time in Adams Morgan. Adams Morgan now is Adams Morgan for the alphabet people now, kind of. Okay. as Dave Chappelle called it, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no disrespect to them, because you know I got family. Um, but back then, Adams Morgan was the was the area where people would go hide and uh, smoke, whatever it is. Certain because my parents did it. Mm. But um, I remember one time with my father walking at this specific school. Do you remember that school I showed you? And we used to sleep down there sometimes in the in the in the, in the stairwell but I remember walking to an alley outside of it going down before you get to the school and there was a body there, just, it was done. It was a corpse, but it was just the, like I said, the desensitizing of my father's emotions of, you be all right, like that was the, one of his favorite slogans and I'm like, yo, this is like, (laughs) I done lost count, brother. You know what I mean? Um, And I started realizing it too. a couple years ago, me and my brother, we we was out and about. This when he had a red Hyundai, and we got shot at
0: for no reason.
1: Uh, Cause my cousin got out the car to take a piss, and somebody was like, "Yo, who that?" He was like, "I'm just taking a piss. Who that?" Mm-hmm. And they pop, 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 pop. And and my middle brother, he's a nonchalant. Like, I don't care. But it was that moment I realized, like, yo, we we grew up in some fucked up shit. Because we didn't even move. We just, we just, we, and the car got hit. And it got hit on my side. God. And none of us got hit. But it was the fact that, you know, we went, oh. We just pop, 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 pop. And we heard the car, like, yo, we got hit. And me and my brother just looked at each other. It's Like, dang. And I drew, when we, yeah, when I went home that day, I was like, yeah, we... Yeah, I need some therapy, bro. That's like, what I'm
0: man. That's exactly what I was the thinking. I've been going
1: it. I, I actually have a therapist, though. You know what I mean? But it was just realizing that because mm. she, you know, will always tell my wife, "Well, you need therapy," and I'm like, "I really lived in that black table. Like black people don't need therapy. What the hell? Like, nah, we do. We Straight do. Straight up, we do. Anybody doesn't. I saying any. You can be rich or poor, but what I'm saying as far as the classism of what we're living in, yeah, a lot of us need therapy, and don't really care about race for me, because I know some sick white people, <laughs> like, you know what I mean, it doesn't matter what color you are, like, so we just need that therapist, right, He like, grew up in a lot, and I, and like, and that's the surprising thing, too, like, I got a lot of white people that grew up with us, and and I be telling certain white folks, like, it's, you know, I, not everybody a white person has a perspective of, you know, there's no such thing as a white boy growing up in the rough areas. Like, oh, no. There is. We got them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have them, I promise you. And it was just, you know, I would never want to experience it again. I don't glorify it. I never really glorified it in my music. I always talked about it from a perspective of pain or learning. Or I don't ever want to experience it again, but this is how it was. Um, and I do give it out in a perspective of all Angles from the ego, from the masculine standpoint, from the child standpoint, from the boy standpoint, from the hurt standpoint, from the depression standpoint. It, it, that's why I, I told y'all from the beginning when y'all met me, I really live up to my rap name because mm. it's an acronym. Uh, Dosicapone is an acronym. Each letter stands for something, and I live up to every last one of those acronyms.
0: What's the acronym again?
1: Um, deliver on emotions. Can I get a peace of mind? My- mm. Okay So You may hear a song Of me talking And I'm crying Cause I I, I really Sometimes get Dug into my music Or well, you gonna hear a song Where you like Oh You trying to kill everybody Well I done been through some things <laughs> Yeah yeah Um Have a lot of scars on me I Have a lot of You know what I mean Emotional scars as well But I have A lot of scars on me mm. And uh It's just you know Hopefully, you know, it'll reach the masses. Um, And if not, just let me spark somebody else to have that idea to go follow themselves and express themselves as well.
0: Yeah. You think the... um, This is going to sound crazy. Mm -hmm. Do you think the therapy is healing you but hurting your music?
1: No. I think the therapy... For personal and as far as marriage counseling therapy, I think for personal, it it helped me to express. Like I said, when I was first started rapping, I was rapping about pain. Mm -hmm. But I was that kid that played in Go Go Band, so there's some fun behind that. Um. Uh, I was a kid, fortunately, not saying fortunately like it's bragging, but I was going to clubs by, like, 15, 16 years old and then also playing in them. Mm. You know what I mean? I was literally like a baby. Like, I think my first club I went to to play with my band, I was 13 years old in and, and a one-in way, one-way out.
0: Grown person club. Nah, hood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: in southeast of MLK, and I, re- like, yeah, this is back then when Gogo's was getting shot up or, you know, not us, the bands, but the people from repping each other hoods and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And and that's what I'm saying, man. It it's it was totally different, bro. It was a different time, man. But I I wouldn't trade it in for the world musically. I would trade a lot of things in that I had to like go through. But maybe it wouldn't uh, it maybe my music wouldn't be so effective so I, I I just take it try to learn how to take it with a grain of salt now,
0: yeah, and the reason why I asked you that about the the healing you part and hindering your music because I feel like the best music come from pain come from hurt, you know what I mean, and the music is like therapy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and so I was thinking if if you're going to have therapy and get that off of you when you get in the booth, it ain't as. Pointing it, you know what I mean, or you don't really get to let all of your emotions out because you've already let it go in your therapy session. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, because I know how to take that back. I know how, uh, can we cuss? Yeah. Uh, I know how to say fuck you in, in seventy three thousand different angles. Mm. So if I can tell you that you hurt me, I can. Oh, I can tell you that I can that you hurt me, or oh, I've hurt you in a lot of different ways. There's no difference. I mean, you know, disrespect. Jay-Z been having Coke references in his music since uh, uh, The Streets is watching.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he don't do it
1: no more now because he don't, you know what I mean? But sometimes he still do. And that's the thing. Like, he's learning how to say that in so many different ways. Um, it, like I said, it's st- I'm still in a healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you fully heal until you transition mm. to really? a certain degree. I don't think you're fully into your transition because you're going to learn everything you need to learn. Now it's time for you to go to your next round and fix that. Mm. Um, I don't, I, yeah. So I wouldn't say that you're, you know, you're going to be a person of wholeness, but your wholeness is your hurt and your pain, your yin and your yang, your ups and your downs, your left and your rights, your mights and yeah, your so
0: i I disagree with that a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, I disagree with that a little bit because I feel like you can those those voids or those pains and those holes, I think you can at least like put it as a understanding or okay this is just something that happened and versus not wearing that like this is who I am you know what I mean and so once you're able to start peeling off those layers of yeah this is some shit that happened to me then you could kind of get back to semi you know, whole feeling, or you know what I mean?
1: No, I, I get that. I guess, let me, I guess, not an analogy. Okay. I'll use you for an example. This is not you, mm-hmm. but this is, it, okay. You, so say, you have learned how to literally turn the cheek when somebody slaps one side of your cheek, right?
0: I haven't learned that, but exactly okay. Exactly, right. <laughs> but us as
1: <laughs> biblical terms, too, in Christians, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. Now, if I smack you, uh-huh. and it may hurt, you may have a threshold, but that threshold is going to get hit. hmm There's no difference... Okay. Now, I definitely know this. Whether you was with your crip cousins, your blood cousins, or whoever your cousin was growing up with in L.A., you had that one cousin sometimes that just bothered the fuck out you. Mm-hmm. Keep pinching on you and t- or hitting you, because you weren't going to... And that day... The, the, you know Mr. Tate swung on his ass
0: mm-hmm. So, so
1: I, the, You're not That's what I'm saying You're not going to be Completely ill till you transition Because Everybody has these Trigger moments I have trigger moments I'm learning Not to sit there And say everything That needs to be said When somebody Says something to me Because I, I I'm not scared of nobody Like <laughs> I don't give a fuck Who you are <laughs> like, I just don't But I also learn How to just look at people Like they stupid And just blink at them
0: Mm-hmm. Plain and simple.
1: Because people, My, I guess that's an analogy that I have. You know, people, oh, yeah, you're a teddy bear, but I'm still a bear. Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: You, you just lucky that this ain't hibernating season.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you lucky I ain't hungry, motherfucker. bears,
1: <laughs> when it's time to hibernate, that's also their mating season. So yeah. and they're very irrational. You know what I mean? So this is. This, be lucky i don't know be blessed but that's what i'll say people have thresholds and everybody is not going to necessarily be healed because when you're i i truly think when you're healing you don't just hold everybody else accountable you hold yourself mm-hmm. something that i had to learn and i'm still learning
0: mm-hmm.
1: something that i'm learning now even being married because i did i grew up in a i don't need to hold myself accountable you pissed me off. I had a ticking time bomb that I told your ass. Because I am. I'm one of them type of people. Like, hey, you got three more times to fuck with me. <laughs> and don't act like, oh, what's going on? Now he's acting crazy. You're like, I told you. I, if I if I told you something about something, I don't like, I'm like, I'm giving you warnings. I'm giving you warnings. But what people like to do, test the waters. Yeah. And and I'd be a fool to say I've never tested anybody's waters. Mm-hmm. I've done it in a probably in an abusive offensive way and also in a defense mechanism way. Mm. And I had to learn how to take accountability because the, the, the bullying one was I'm not really a bully. I just know that you punk everybody else but I'm going to show you I still beat your ass. Or well, let me play victim so now I can fuck your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's still wrong for both ways on my perspective. Because I'm approaching See, it I'm still like, from an unhealed I'm like manner. Too, yeah. I'm like that too though. I'm like that too. I'm I'm approaching that from an unhealed <laughs> manner. To where um I'm still, you know, like I'm still learning it. I'm just learning how to really tell my emotions without being emotional.
0: mm Cause yeah. ment-
1: at one point Mentally I wasn't capable Of doing that mm-hmm. I, You know I've been in a cycle And I've been in a lot of places I, Like I said I have a Story bes- behind the music mm-hmm. And um, I'm just in a Healing process I mean Right now I got kidney disease
0: mm. You know
1: what I'm saying And that's the new Trigger point For my music though now Because I'm still here To prove like There are gonna be days It's gonna seem like I don't have no energy On that stage But I promise you I'm gonna out rap The hell out of all y'all on my mama, I, I don't care. Like, even now, my wife used to say that back then. You should just, man, you should just walk around like you know you got it. And I'm like, nah, I'm just that. Like you said, I came in the room very humble. But I already know, like, one too many people in there are gonna fuck with me. Because I know what it took for me to learn how to really rap like this. Like, I know what it took for a child from DC that didn't grow up on this shit. Oh, yeah and and get respect from people from like new york or jersey or yeah i know what it took so when i meet people especially like i said i have a thing for southern people like country ass people but can rap like they from up north oh my god i love it Mm. with this southern twang and all that i I, oh i love it bro i do yeah i love it because i i kind of I'm Northern, but because I'm under the Mason-Dixon line, I'm considered Southern. A lot of people from D.C. and Maryland ain't going to want to accept that, but we are. I
0: don't see y'all as Southern. Yeah, we
1: under the Mason-Dixon line. Man, look, let me tell y'all something. People, even in the West and in the South, y'all think y'all the only motherfuckers that make soul food very good.
0: (laughs) And I got some people <laughs>
1: back home in DC and Maryland, and white people too, mm-hmm. that make potato salad better than your auntie, bro. I'm trying to tell you.
0: Uh, uh. I'm trying to
1: tell you, we are, yeah, we are a, we are a northern Louisiana though, because we we are definitely about seafood because mm. we got seafood up there in our yeah. water. So yeah, the only thing we don't really care about too much is the crawfish. But everything else that Louisiana get, we get.
0: Yeah, I feel like everything from soul food. Oh man. North Carolina on up I feel like all that's East Coast Like Northeast You know what I mean Nah it's, it's,
1: it's uh, Maryland and down though It's really Maryland and down Even though Most like I said Most people from Maryland Um Cause my mother is Originally from Baltimore Uh And my father's from D.C.
0: Baltimore and Like cross the street From each other right
1: Baltimore and D.C. Is like uh From Dallas to F- Dallas to Arlington So like 25 minutes
0: Okay, you know what so I mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it's two different worlds. That's what I consider. It's, two, the street. it's two different worlds. Two different
0: accents. From D.C. and Maryland.
1: No, yeah. no. Nah. P.G. County is like I said. It's it's a part of Maryland, but it's on the border. Literally, a borderline of Washington D.C. So, mm. it's certain parts of P.G. County where you can literally walk across the street and you can spit and literally be in D.C. Because mm. that's the part I grew up in. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I grew up. On the side of where literally, like, when my father had me, I was in Northeast. Mm. But all at the same time, I can walk to Capitol Heights probably, like, 10 minutes. And you'll be in D.C. And i would be in Maryland. Oh, you would be
0: in Maryland. Okay. Yeah,
1: but there's parts of Maryland, literally, where you can get to D.C. in seconds. Mm. Literally, like, right across the street. Um, And it's a, it's a different world, but when you go to Baltimore, you, like... When Baltimore people come to D.C., I mean, they know what they're coming to D.C. for, but as far as culture-wise, it, it throws them off. Just like when we go to Baltimore, I don't get thrown off because, like I said, I, I got family up there. I got cousins. You know what I'm saying? At one point in time, me and my wife stayed up there for a couple months. But the accents, like they, they like how we talk, I'm talking the way that I talk right now. Mm-hmm. But in Baltimore, it's... Like I
0: know they got a lot of twos, twos, yeah.
1: Like <laughs> the slings for cigarettes back in the day used to be called fugs. My, I remember my cousins like, "Yo, well, let me get a fug yeah." Yeah. And, or they do the yurt like jerseys, and I, I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, "Oh boy, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it." But I I can adapt because, like I said, I have cousins. That's from up there you know what I mean so I don't I know chicken and mumbo sauce in D.C. but also a chicken box what half and half is up in Baltimore because I know the culture
0: mm. so I
1: got best of the both worlds for real being honest and then also the fact that my father inside of the family is Dominican
0: mm. so
1: I, I had a lot of different cultures and worlds that I was exposed to too
0: yeah speaking of speaking of your father have you forgave your mom and pops for shit they put you through wow. Have you forgiven Wow.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm still learning how to forgive more. Mm. Forgive more. Um, my mom is still here. And, uh, yeah, about my 20s, late, mid-20s, late-20s, uh, like I said, mentally when I was going through a lot of, uh, I guess, I tried to kill myself a couple times. Um, I gave my mother hell.
0: Mm.
1: Emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, Because already at at a teenage, I already knew, okay, she's at the place where she can't beat me. You know, if she does, this shit ain't going to hurt. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to really fight her back because she, I don't want her to see how wild I really am. Because there's a lot of stuff that my family don't know I had to do. Only she knows. So, um, yeah, I gave her a lot of hell. I, I. It it didn't matter what it was. I gave her everything that she was giving me. She was the first woman that broke my heart.
0: Mm.
1: She was the first woman that ever broke my heart. Um, I knew she wasn't kind all the time as a mother, but she was my mom. And I wouldn't let that love go until she broke my heart one day. And it was right after my father died. Mm. She started expressing words and uh, calling me things that I had never been experienced by a woman. Mm. And then I knew from then... She was taking out the pain uh, from my father on me. I, I have I have his name and his birthday, mm. so spiritually I knew she was trying to pay him back, um, but it was being paid back on me, so I was paying for it.
0: You realized that in the moment, or I realized years that, later? I
1: realized that uh, the the day he died, but I also realized that through her family, like her father, her brothers. I realized that around like six or seven years old, they didn't like me because of my father. Mm. And I knew one day I'ma get older, and it was that, as they call it, that Virgo vengeance in us. I'ma I'm get your ass back one day. Uh, and it's no difference of me telling my, me and my middle brother are like this now. But he'll tell you, I've told him that for years, I'ma get you back one day. And I, can't, I ain't gonna be this little short fat motherfucker forever. God damn. And when I got that right age, I I tested every last one of them. My brother, my middle brother, know not to play with me, but I know not to, like he's crazy as hell too. Mm-hmm. But I'm just because of what I've been through is like I I don't like fighting because I I I got to see blood and all that. I got yeah, I got to know you weak though. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. Like you know what I'm saying. But you know with my mom, yeah, I didn't care. You piss me, fuck you bitch. I don't give a fuck. If you can call me that that quick too I'm going to call you that too Damn So it was just like that And seeing the flaws in her Mm -hmm. Of her not Wanting to show emotion My mom stopped giving me kisses at 6 years old Mm. So now that we're close You know I'm learning To try to do that for her
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know being And it still feel weird a little Because when I wanted it then All the way up to about 20 something you wouldn't and then now you want them, and I'm like, the fuck? But therapy. Because sometimes your family members, sometimes your wife, sometimes your, your, your people will, will project their feelings on you and mm-hmm. make you feel that way, and that shit ain't don't got nothing to do with me. At the end of the day, that's how I had to look at it. My mom one, at one time was an addict. She grew up in a suburban lifestyle. My father grew up in the real city lifestyle. Most suburban girls like city rough boys, as you know. Mm-hmm. Don't matter where you're from, from Cali to Florida to Baltimore. Most of them like them. Mm-hmm. My, wife, my wife's from Puerto Rico, but grew up city and suburb. I'm sitting. Mm. <laughs> but the only difference is I have common sense.
0: Mm.
1: I, I've always knew that, even in the streets. I'm... Like, yeah, I'll pop you if I got... i do whatever I have to do to make sure I go home. But I got common sense to not just put myself in stuff no more. Yeah. It was a time where she wouldn't let me out. Because something was about to pop. It didn't... It, it followed me. But I also think that was that negative energy that I had around me. That I couldn't let go. I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to let go in my musical. But therapy, I think, gave me the chance to, like I said, just... Um let me start rapping more about having the fun that I was having, whether it was in the club or whether it's I'm I'm married now, but yes, have I had a menage? Yeah, I can rap about it. I can, because it's all about the expression and my experiences and my life, but that, you know, a lot of people get caught up in what you rap about now is where you at now. And Kendrick Lamar just dropped the album right now and gave you everything for his perspective from the last 1,300 something days. He said, mm. But he gave it to you in about seventeen tracks, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why can I not?
0: Yeah, and see, I wouldn't have never known this about you just listening to your music because I only heard two songs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I heard, I think I heard more than two, but there's two that I really like. Uh, i forget the names of them, but the first one you played, it seems like it's a beat. Or at least the beat is. You know what I mean? So it gets you in the upbeat mood. And then the w- the way you, how you rapping on it, it doesn't...
1: I think you probably it was like a West Coast beat. Yes. Yeah, I think he was talking about um, Piece of the Pie. It's called Piece of the Pie. Yeah.
0: And so it, it doesn't seem as dark as your story really is. And I don't know if that's due mm. to therapy. And that, that's no, good, that, that's great.
1: That's, no, that song, I can't even explain it. That song was really about... The ego. Mm. Fuck anybody who ever ain't fucking with me. I've been a real nigga since day one. I raised sons like a father but never bother these sucker niggas. I got them. See, these niggas falling down like they sniffing a Coke slottle.
0: Mm.
1: My city's Washington, D.C. I got them. Add a mumbo sauce, eating a three-piece. Need a piece or even Jesus piece like you run the city of Harlem. Because Lord knows these bullets like Twitter, they going follow.
0: <laughs>
1: putting the loud pack in the air. So many flavors you thinking that It's Cali out here I'm from the district We don't with Chucks of Bally's out here But I'm from the city We robbing niggas' alleys out here I'm on the verge to get it and get more Like Doe Sigga is rocking his track like a 6 I'm not from D.C. But I'm giving you so I mean I'm not from Cali But I'm giving you so many Yeah Chevy Impala You know that the flow's hotter. I'm just putting my self in position Nigga cause I'm up
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah. And that's why I said Well at least it was refreshing to me, mm-hmm. cause the the, the 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 music was so West Coast it felt like, yeah, this shit just feel good. You know what I mean? And I think that's what mostly West Coast music is. In, in as a general, general, just upbeat. Well, when I grew, no, it's was, just upbeat. Well, I'm giving you, and it may have some some killing and shit going on no, in the I, in I, the, I the lyrics. Want,
1: I don't really want to glorify that. I, what I'm. What, Okay, if I represent D.C., I mean, musically. Musically, D.C. is like... It's kind of like the, the hidden jewel of Egypt. What you mean by that? Because D.C. folks, we grew up on... Uh-uh, man. We grew up on MC8. Mm. And, and Cool Cat. And... uh. uh E forty, Mac Main We grew up on uh, uh, the Romper Room, the Romper Boys, and all of them out there in Oakland. Uh, Mac Dre and all. You know, we mm-hmm. we like we grew up on, on Scarface and Face Mob. And we also grew up on the Outlaws, like. But also, people fail to forget musically. Like that's the home of Marvin Gaye. Musically, this is one of the homes where George Clinton made his name. Jazz-wise, if you know about Duke Ellington, if you like, DC is music. It's just that we're only publicized for go-go. That's it. So, when people say, "What do I represent?" Music, I try to represent everything I grew up on, and I'm just rapping it from my DC perspective. I don't care if it's if it's if it's a West Coast track. Like y'all might fuck around, and hit me on some bachata Dominican music later, like, <laughs> and I'm gonna talk about what I went through or what, what I'm experiencing, and at that moment, like, it doesn't matter. I I I grew up loving music, and I said that in that room that day. My my parents, because they was drug addicts, they gave me the best music in the world. That's mm. what I will say thank you for. Not, I mean, a lot more than that, but musically, yeah, they was man. My parents. My father's a hood dude from Southeast. Like, what? Meatloaf? Led Zeppelin? Who? <laughs> but a lot of people in his generation, they grew up in, like, yo, yeah, I live in a hood environment where we shoot out every day and you see people, you know, stuck in the alley with needles and all. But I got a chance to understand the, the song, Stairway to Heaven, reason why that was his favorite song. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, my father had actually friends that was musicians. Mm. Uh, I used to tell my wife too, there was a guy we used to go visit way down in southern Maryland in a beach area, and he'll play the stairway to heaven. You know, they you know, getting their head right with whatever that was on the table. Uh. I I smoke weed, and I know what that was. That wasn't. <laughs> <his>. <laughs> but um, the dude would play stairway to heaven on the guitar all night for hours, God. hours and hours and hours, bruh. And every note would not miss it. So like I said, I I grew up on rock and roll. Um my wife would tell you like like Led Zeppelin is kind of one of my favorite bands.
0: Mm.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, man. If you ever heard the song called The Ocean, that's my Like a song, the ocean, bruh. oh my god, bro. Okay. Just the, just the, pound down down on Oh my god, I, it just <laughs> um, but I I mean, I listen to songs from like Billy Joel. Um, like I said, I, I listen all to I, I I used to live listen to Travis Trick country music. Mm. Yeah, I used to listen to Travis Trick. Um, like musically, I am mean, I am mean, collected, but you know, um. I'm kind of interested in what I would write about now that I haven't wrote in a long time. I have wrote, but since moving, because, uh, you know, like I said, I got back here in January, but um, my last song I recorded was, like, in December.
0: Mm, okay. But I
1: have so much music that's unreleased. But I- I'm kind of interested now, because um, I have been, I have a couple songs unreleased where I'm rapping about the experiences of Darkness of Dealing with kidney disease too mm. And it's coming from A very hood perspective too um, But yeah I'm I'm trying to utilize Everything around me When it yeah. comes to my music
0: Yeah I mean That'll be a different angle too Cause I don't i never hear nobody Talking about Kidney diseases Or you know what I mean Yeah that'll be That'll be I'm interested to hear What your new music Sound like too now Like yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would I would love to hear what your take on or your voice on a rock and roll song would sound like. You know what I mean? To to mix the two genres together like a do a little mashup. I would love to hear what that would sound
1: That'd like. That would probably be me singing for real.
0: Really? Probably so. You sing too? Mm-hmm. Shit, I, God. I, mean, I can't sing.
1: I mean, I could sing. But am I going to do like Beyonce notes like I used to? No no. no, no, no. But nah, I'm still there. <laughs> but not like Beyonce, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. Holding my own yet? Definitely. I was a lead singer in the choir growing up. That's what I'm saying. Everything was music. I learned how to play drums by watching the drummer at church play this one beat to one song because they would play that. They would play different songs, but he'll play he'll play different beats, but he'll just play this one beat to certain songs. I would just sit there and watch him. Mm. Like, just watch him, watch him. To the point my mom used to think I was sleep. I'm like, I'm not. I'm watching his foot do this every day, that same tempo. And he then after that, next week, on a tie hat. Mm. I'm like, okay, that's it. Oh, I got the beat, Mom, on a drum set. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real, that's exactly how it happened. Exactly. And I didn't get that drum set until probably... 5 years later cuz that was after my father passed. That's when she was able to give me the drum set. But I got that one the minute I got that drum set and I picked them sticks up, I started singing the song, "The Jesus is the Rock" and playing that that beat. And after that my brother was like, "Oh shit, this little motherfucker can really." Yeah, same thing with the congos. Um my drummer for the Gogo band taught me one beat and then a couple of weeks later, he brought the instruments to the house and was like, "I want you to learn this beat, this beat, this beat." In two weeks, I just started listening to my favorite players that play go go.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you produce your own music too, or I would you get- love to.
1: I, I, I like when some more money comes in. My wife told me she would, you know, help me get some more like product because I would love to see what my drum patterns are like. Because I, yeah, I'm, that's all I love is, is, if you listen to my music, you hear drums. Mm -hmm. Even my soft pattern drums are still hitting hard. Like, it's something about the drums. I, I, yeah. And that's kind of like, it sounds crazy. That's why I kind of like don't play with live bands.
0: You don't? I would think somebody like you would love to.
1: Like, my music, the way I hear it, that, it got to sound that way, if I made music with a live band, then I want my music with that live band. Like, say we came up something original with that live band, cause that sound was or- already originated from my feelings from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my music comes from my feelings.
0: So you wouldn't you wouldn't have a band like the Roots behind you or. Fifteen hundred or nothing no, no. buying you.
1: Ooh. Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm okay, just saying. They so yeah. study some things. Yeah, okay. respect. Yeah.
1: Um, being honest, if it don't feel right to me now, mm, because I play respect. those instruments. Yeah, respect. It's kind of like, um, you know, when people do see this, and my folks in Dallas, Arlington, Ag and Fort Worth, Funky Town. Like I love y'all, but stop calling me and saying, "Yo, I got the perfect beat for you." Because when it, I'm like. "Hmm."
0: This ain't the perfect one. Oh, man. And I'm going to be, do you know how many
1: features I have done? I've done it because just on the GP of promotion of my name or because that's my homie and and I I love him or, you know what I'm saying? But I was just like, yeah, this time around, I got to be like, yeah, bro. And I've done it. My wife would tell you, I've done features. Like, I got features on Spotify. I didn't even know that was on there, like, a song. I'm like, I did that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: whoa. Like, yeah, I, I do. I, I I hate it. I hate when people call me. like, I, I, Except for certain rappers. Mm. Except for certain rappers, because they already know. I think they had enough respect to study me enough to know, like, yeah, they're going to have to, he's going to have to get hit hard with this one. Like, yeah, you can't be you know what i'm saying yo i got the perfect beat for you to kill and i'm like all right so i think i'm about to get my hip-hop bag and you want me sitting here and talking about the growth of chlorophyll and flowers and shit <laughs> like i can put it in a way to make it sound good but come on bro
0: yeah yeah you know what yeah, i mean like
1: yeah. um but i do like being tested mm. um and i don't think lyrically right lyrically and wise, i don't uh, i only have one producer that's took me out of that world where I'm not afraid to be tested, and uh, I will always give him respect for that, which is my old uh, homie, AB the Pro, that mm. produced a lot of my music that's coming out. But I'm working with a lot of producers now outside of D.C.
0: Because
1: mm. it's just time. Yeah. Um, outside of that, though, he definitely made me jump into that creative place where everything don't got to be hip-hop, but you can still do hip-hop.
0: Yeah you know what I mean because yeah. once
1: I got into that rapping I became a yo boy like yo I'm trying <laughs> metaphor similes hyperboles, this shit out like <laughs> and not knowing like I said Kendrick Kendrick Lamar's album, the first project I done heard where he's not really using no metaphor similes like he's just telling it's you like, his feelings yeah. and he's it's killing true. it yeah so I, I learned that um yeah that's just
0: you know what I would love to hear you on um, and it's just this is just my own personal flavor of music that I like, especially with MCs, where they rapping and they have a, a lady on there singing the hook or something. Oh, like Oh, I thought that.
1: you about to say lady, right? Yeah, because I I I will manifest that. I, I want to work with Rhapsody. Mm. Red Rhapsody. She's she's amazing.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: There's another woman. Uh, she just got put on a track with Toby Weekway, and she's from my hometown. Moo uh, Moo M- Mia. Is it, What's M- her name? Moo Moo Fresh. Mu- ah, I forgot her name. mumu Mia Fresh or something like that. I think she. my wife will probably look it up. Okay. But she's from our area. She can sing, and she, she raps. Mm. But, oh, man, can she sing?
0: Okay. Um, I love that. That's just my favorite flavor. From hip hop You know what I mean From Just me personally Cause I like the The hip hop You know shit yeah. But I like
1: mm-hmm.
0: moon Fresh. Moon yeah. fresh Yeah She But man. But I like it I like it when When dudes could Can Still bring the lyrics But have that balance Of the woman on there Singing or You know what I mean I love that shit I mean I like that
1: Rappers been singing And rapping for years If you even go back To Georgie Pudding Pie With With uh, MC Light. That was somebody singing <laughs> and she was rapping the hookout. But people got critis- criticized and ridiculed like Ja Rule and 50 for singing and rapping. Like, singing and rapping has been around, bruh, since no, the enemy did. No, not the
0: rappers singing and rapping. Like, the only person who I've, my own personal opinion, who I felt like did it the best, even better than Ja Rule, is Drake. That's the only person, as, as far as rappers singing and rapping. But I'm talking about. Where the rapper is doing the rap lyrics mm-hmm. and you have the girl singing the hooks you know what I mean okay. that's just my own personal I would say something like a um just I'm just throwing out an example the Kelly and Nelly record um
1: what is okay this no like? uh, no matter what I do or something yeah, like that.
0: yeah yeah you know what I'm saying something similar to that or or like a Jennifer Lopez and Jaru type. You know what I mean? Where they still giving you bars, they still doing their thing, but you got a mixture of a, a, a girl and a guy on there. Mm-hmm. That's that's in the vein that I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah.
1: See, my, oh, uh, okay. I, I could take that. And, and back then, yeah, that was back in the, the big jerseys and the chicken head days. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now if, if, if it had to be me, I'll say the last person that really did it with me was the Compton album. Mm. When, you, had uh, a, you had an
0: album called Compton? Dre, do. Oh, Dre, old. Oh, the Compton okay.
1: album. I was about to say, you song. got an album
0: called Compton?
1: Uh-uh. It's a song <laughs> called uh, The Doctor's Orders.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and the girl is singing The Doctor's Orders, Go Kill Yourself. Mm. Take two of these up in the morning, some Go Kill Yourself. <laughs> Doctor's orders Yeah Now you gotta check it out though Okay it's, 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 If you haven't heard The Compton album Boy whew. I
0: had it But I did listen to it I remember listening to it once And it just didn't Stick with me Now nah, you gotta Yeah you gotta, you gotta
1: Really listen to it Yeah Anderson Pack and all them brothers They went off on it That's one of my favorite albums Okay At that time That was like 2018 so Okay So yeah But um I, I mean Music. This is my
0: personal. No, my
1: no, personal no, no. Every that's what I like about music. Everybody, everything is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the greatest. I wouldn't want to live in a world where. Um. I I just wouldn't want to live in a world where, or or say that he has a favorite band. And literally, the rest of the world like that band. That's (laughs) where's the originality of like, who do you like this? Like, so you mean to tell me everybody like this one sound of rock and roll or country music or rap? Oh, my God. It's kind of like, even myself, I had to follow like everybody that you can't never say that you didn't grow up and walk in the same high school with a pair of joints that somebody else had on. Yeah. And that shit used to blow me. Mm-hmm. Like, badly. Because where I, where I was growing up at, my wife, like, I was the fat kid with fresh. Like, I, I'm going to have them joints before I even walk into school tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: my homie going to let me get them the day before or something. But it's like, oh, now he got them and he got them. And he, you know what? I'm going to put these back. And my wife would tell you now, I still got shoes that I won't wear. And people done forgot about that era. And I still got them. And when I'm wearing like, oh, man, they re- came back out? No, I had these from high school, bro. God damn. <laughs> like, my shoe has been a size nine <laughs> since high school, bro. Nine and a half or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and even that, that was kind of one of the reasons why, I, why I, back then I got into like, creating shoes uh, or redoing shoes. Like, we used to buy certain Nike shoes, phone pauses, and paint them different colors or the clothes and stuff because we just – where we from we hate looking like somebody
0: do you still make clothes right now do you still um, do
1: that? i'm going to say i'm not doing them at this moment but do Ooh. i still have my materials and everything to do everything yeah and will i will be yes
0: and you know how to sew or are you doing like I'm a, a fabric, fabric
1: paint artist okay and i'll show you some examples before we leave okay um yeah i i, I just designed the shirts clothes jackets jean jackets I done done it all. I done painted on bras and panties and boxes and robes and
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: it's fabric art uh paint and it don't come off or anything, but it's a style, one of the styles that we have back home.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up, man. Man, leave your um your social man. So people if they wanna shoot you some beats or get a hold of you. Um social,
1: uh you can get at me on Instagram for uh Capone D O E C I G. A P O M. You can also follow me there on uh, Twitter. Um, I don't use it anymore, no but uh, Facebook as well, DoSigapone. But mostly I'm more active on uh, Instagram. Um, uh, for Like I said, D-O-E-C-I-G-A-P-O-M. If you want to reach any of my websites, you can go to www.dozigapone.bandcamp.com. Or you can just go to Um You can pick up all of my projects on Bandcamp. You can listen to them for free before the purchase. And on the website, you would just purchase.
0: That's what's up, man. When when is the the next project, or when was the last project? Let me ask that first.
1: The last project came out in October of twenty one. It just came out. Okay. The commencement EP produced by A.B. the Pro um, or Aline Bilal as they call him. Um, He uh, then we're going to be doing. Hmm, I'm preparing. Excuse me. Um the artwork now for the Abdo originals, like Aboriginals. Mm-hmm. But it's AB the Pro. Mm-hmm. Abdo for ab Aboriginals. Mm-hmm. Abdo originals. And then we'll be doing another s- small EP called ABDC, like ACDC, the rock group.
0: Mm. So okay. That's
1: another little hit and gem. Okay. Uh, showing okay. people that I like rock and roll, but even though this is rap. um so, yeah, okay. we're doing one called ABDC for AB the Pro, Docey Capone. And then after that, um, probably, by the, probably about close to the end of this year, I'm going to talk more so to my wife and the other producer, Campion Bond. He was there at the last Aux one. I got, oh, a pro- okay. I got a project, some good music that I've been performing lately uh, coming with him. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, And when can I expect that? Early this year, top of the year? I mean, third, fourth quarter?
1: Probably the Abbey Originals. We're we're talking about summer or probably fall. Okay. Hopefully. If not, you know, whenever God sees fit. But, yeah, man, it's coming. I'm going to try to release all of this. I'm not going to be one of those artists, whether I get famous or not, or, you know, whatever they call it, uh, notoriety. Um, I'm going to make sure that I release all my music before I leave this earth. I can't, I can't take it to the casket with
0: me. That's what's up, man. So, it's yeah. coming,
1: though. Um, just learning out to, a better way to market and promote myself and how to release more better music. Okay. Yes, sir. All
0: right. Yo, dose Pro, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure, Thank brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate honor it. Honor and a pleasure, man. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Thank y'all for tapping in. We out.
1: Peace.